Thanks for tuning in to Sick of Being Sober. My name is Bran, and I'm the host for this podcast. This podcast is sponsored by United Kingdom Straight Edge, and this song, Magnitudes Opposition. Hope you enjoy the song and the podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Sick of Being Sober. This is Bran. I'm your host for this podcast. It has been a long time since I have recorded. Well, not super long. It's been a little bit over a month. Um, I got caught up with a lot of work stuff and then being a dad and being a husband and just kind of running away from my problems. And then I got sick and then I'm here. Um, This is going to be a real just raw, honest episode. I am sober three years now. This was over a month ago. Um, But I'm three years sober and I was going to do an episode and then life just literally slammed me in the face with just responsibilities, like I said. And um, yeah, I just have not really wanted to talk about my story. One of the traditions that I do on the show is I talk about what it's like being sober for another year. Um, And I kind of did start writing this show. I think it's going to be a lot different than what I originally had planned. Um, A, because I've been sick and so I I sound nasally. I apologize. Um, Not COVID. That's awesome. But I've been sick and so I've kind of been able to go into this episode and check it out and see what I wanted to do. Um, but I had this real dark version of it. Um, just a real hateful, frustrating, um, or just a real episode pent up with frustration. Um, and I don't, I guess I don't want to do that exactly to you all. Um, it is going to be a really honest episode and I'm going to talk about some real stuff. And I do believe it's important for the audience or listener or whoever you are, um, to hear that it's really hard being sober and it gets really monotonous and really fucking annoying. Um, and I'm going to get into that later, but I, I, at the same time, just realized that the episode, uh, from looking at the show notes a few minutes ago, that it was incredibly just negative and um not that that's not real right but it's one of those things that I don't want to just have an entire episode be about uh negativity and be about you know how frustrated I am with being sober but before I get into that I need to give a shout out to Edge Coffee for hopping on the list of sponsors for the show I am incredibly grateful for this company. Um, reached out to them a few weeks ago before I went through this entire loop of wanting to not be sober. Um, but Edge Coffee, thank you so much for hopping on. I'm going to record and add into the show ASAP. Um, I just don't want to sound nasally and gross sounding uh, when I record for you. But thank you so much, Edge Coffee. Give them a look. Also, you probably noticed earlier this week that the art for the show has changed. I want to give a shout out to Morbid Sorcery. 
a Arizonan artist. They are super, super rad. Um, Saw them on Instagram with a bunch of other death metal bands and realized that I really wanted to change the logo again. As you know, that's a huge part of the show is not only does the name change, but the art changes a lot. I like to showcase different artists and yeah, Morbid Sorcery, super sick. Thank you so much. Huge shouts to you. All right, let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be about my three years in sobriety. Um, I really didn't want to do something like this. I I, I feel like I, I want to tell my story every season because it's going to change. Um, I think that's important because not everybody gets a chance to hear my story because I don't really talk about it in full. Um, but part of the format of the show is I like I do like to go over the whole year. Um, but I kind of want to do it a little differently. Uh, I want to talk about each year that I've been sober, so three years now, um, and how it's changed and differed um, from where I am now. And I, I think that's important too, because I think, you know, as, as a pr- person who did go to program for a really long time, one of the sayings is one day at a time and life does change on you. And that changes you as much as, you know, it changes itself. Um, and I don't think that that is highlighted enough as far as like, you know, people changing within sobriety. Like we literally talk about ourselves at one day at a time. Um, but I really do want to talk about how my view on sobriety and just the idea of being sober at year three versus year one. So I've been sober for three years now and it's been great. Everything's great. No, I love being sober. Uh, I mean, I am frustrated with being sober, but my first year of sobriety was really fucking hard. It took a toll on me. I am lucky that I have a supporting and loving wife who encouraged me to get sober by just leading by example. Uh, She has a year on me, and um, I saw a lot of the changes that were happening in her life. And I really wanted that to happen for me. Um, I don't give her enough credit. So I love you so much, hon. Thank you for just being the person you are and making a huge decision that helped me make a huge decision. Um, But my first year of sobriety was really, really difficult. I first started going to Debtors Anonymous for impulsive and impulsive spending. Um, and I also just didn't really want to go to, um, AA. I thought that that was just something that I never would get to. I thought that maybe because most programs, you know, or I guess most, but programs in general, um, they tend to piggyback on each other and have the same sort of idea and script and, you know, concept, and so I thought that I could get through it. And my wife did too. She, you know, she said, you know, like, this is like your big thing, right? Like you love to spend money like all the fucking time. Um, and you are really terrible with finances and you need to figure that out. Um, and so I, 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 I like that concept. Like, yes, that is like my number one, but um, it just wasn't for me. The, the people, the, like the one um, meeting that there is here, it just 
wasn't for me. Um, I love those people, but it just was not um, what I needed. Uh, I learned a lot of good lessons from that. I, le- I learned that talking about your story and where um, where you come from and what your journey has been and where it is now and how it changes is super fucking important. Um, that is a lesson that I will never forget, honestly. Uh, because one of the things that would, that differed, from, I mean, I, I guess, you know, meetings differ from meeting to meeting. Um, but one of the things with the meeting that I would go to is we would like, if there was a newcomer, we always had to share about why we were there. Um, and that was really huge to have to open up that story, uh, week after week sometimes, um, and sometimes it was just like for a straight month, there was just a newcomer every week. And so we'd just talk about it. Um, it got easier to talk about the stories. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was difficult to do that. And then add in the AA meeting that I wanted to go to, um, because I, I really felt like maybe that could be a better place for me in terms of not just necessarily the message, but just the types of people that I wanted to be around. Um, and just, Find some people who are like me, um, you know, and if you're a person who goes to program or went to program, it's funny because like your friends are fucking either in their 20s or they're like 70. And I didn't really realize that like my first year again was super weird. Um, and it was a lot of just fighting the system, fighting the program, fighting um, the idea of higher power, fighting spirituality, fighting meditation, fighting everything that I could possibly fight because I just didn't want to have to do it. Um, or admit that like I had a fucking problem. Like I just wanted to just continue with my life as if nothing was wrong. Um, but I got my first sponsor. I had met somebody, um, through the cycling scene here in, in Phoenix. And they had mentioned to me a couple times that they, they had been sober. And I think one time, they even reached out to me when I did some drunken post about how I wanted to be sober. Um, and so I reached out to him and he ended up sponsoring me. If you're listening to this, buddy, thank you so much for being my first sponsor. Um, but I worked the steps and that was great. I learned a lot. Again, I was like fighting that spiritual concept for a really long time. Like I just didn't want to have to face it and didn't want to have to deal with it. Um, and so that was a, a big part of it because growing up and if you've listened to this podcast you know that I'm a pastor's kid and you know that I was engaged to a girl who was in a cult like it, it weird shit right like it's hard to come to this understanding that like you are not the end all be all of things um and that you're not control in control of like literally everything um super fucking hard to deal with but I finally got over that hump I just kind of like you know grit my teeth and just went for it. Um, but I worked the steps and I, I don't think I worked them as hard as I should have. I really just wanted to be fucking done. I think that's where this episode is going is I just wanted to be fucking done and have not having to like do a fourth step or do any kind of like amends or like do anything to really, um, look inward. I just wanted to be better. And that's how I still am in a sense. Um, I'm grateful that I got to work the steps because it did help me really figure out a lot of things with myself, um, doing an inventory and really seeing how 
fucking angry I am with so many things and people um, was great. And then like not realizing, I mean, cause I, I went for the second, the steps, the second round, but it didn't really work out, but really just paying attention to how the people affected me and how my experiences in life mattered um, or didn't really matter, but really just like how much trauma was all in my system that there just was a real real life-changing experience um but after working the steps i hit 12-step programs real hard and that you know that reflects in this show a lot um you know i went to meetings like twice a week and um what like when covid hit i was doing i was the host for a lot of the zoom meetings um got really into this podcast uh with like step work but not really step work and um that was you know my second year was just really laying into it uh what was really really fucking difficult about my second year was that oh I guess not necessarily difficult but what really happened in my second year is that I had this this real evangelic evangelical like evangelical sorry that didn't make sense but evangelical point of view where I just was like either you go to the fucking meetings or you're fucking dead or you go to meetings and work the steps or you're not going to be fucking sober like all those like real like laying down the fucking law kinds of things and life is not like that like whatsoever life does not do that and I will get into that but really i i was judgmental towards literally everyone and everything i i i know i was um i was judgmental against my wife like i or towards my wife i really was like just you know you don't go to meetings and you don't do this and like how could you like you know, when we'd get into like these philosophical tangents and conversations um, I did that with just every single person who was sober um, and who wasn't attending meetings. And I th- that's really fucking wrong of me. And so if you are listening to this and I, I did that to you, I deeply apologize. But that was a huge part of my sobriety was that second year and laying into this idea that that's how it worked and that's how life was. Um and it's really interesting, right? Like, and this is where this episode kind of takes a weird turn with being sober um, and being in, in program work and where it can get real hateful and fresh, you know, like I can just, I'm just frustrated with it all. Um, is that it's strange to me that as people who want to be sober, we start taking on these other programs and go to these programs and um, some of those programs, like they're all different, right? Like it's all under the same umbrella, but there are some that are incredibly um, good at being those laying down the hammer and law kinds of like programs and meetings. And it is really like this way or no fucking way. Um, And I, and to me it's interesting because like, I ran away from all that shit with Christianity and with uh, any kind of form of religion because I just didn't want to have to deal with that. But then I was starting to become a part of something that 
is that. And it's not all that, right? Like not every single meeting is like that. Not every single program is like that. But it is like this concept of just the way that um, man or human or whatever you want to call it. or I mean, like I say man because it is like that's just how we've said it for years. But like it's the way that human contact interacts with um, with a higher power. And the second that human contact gets involved or and, and like it happens, we tend to make it this thing where it's a do or fucking die thing. And I and that is to me fucked up and I don't like that. Um and maybe I maybe I just need to like try a different meeting. Maybe that's what it was and I just needed to try a different meeting because the meeting I was going to wasn't cutting it for me. Um but I was just getting really frustrated with that. Um within like going into my my third year Um, I was noticing that I was frustrated with that because I was noticing that I was judging people when I shouldn't have been judging them Um, and it took this podcast for me to listen to a list just somebody who listens to the show and who wanted to come on the show to talk about their experience that I was just like, Oh shit, you're right. Like I don't want to do that. And this was a few months ago. Like I think maybe when did I interview them like six or seven months ago that it really started to like set in that I was like, Oh shit. Like I have been a part of something that I'm not cool with. And it's really conflicting, right? Because I'm, so thankful for this program um, and for 12-step programs, all of it. But then I'm super frustrated uh, because I'm realizing that, like, I'm falling into this mentality that is, you know, a do or fucking die. And um, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not down with that. Um, and I just want to clear the air. Like, it's not that I don't think that 12-step programs are good or that meetings are all the same. Um, I just believe that now looking back at it, seeing that like meetings take on forms of their own from the people who are, you know, like not necessarily the old timers, but the people who really run it. And it can get real um, Christian-like and it can get real like just here's the hierarchy and here's how, you know, this shit's run. And like, you're like, you're not sober if you're not doing this. And, um, I, I, that to me was just like really a big struggle, um, towards the end that I just was not cool with. And, um, it doesn't mean that I, I, again, like it doesn't mean that I don't agree with the, the, the programs at all. It just, I think that like, when human contact comes in, in, you know, with any kind of thing and with any kind of like thing that is good, um, it can tend to get crazy and get to this place where we are not accepting all people and we are only accepting the ones that we deem acceptable. And I'm just realizing all this with, within the past like year, um, just starting to really start to get these feelings, um, get the feelings that like, I think that some interpretations or the way people 
read the big book is like, you know, it's like the Bible. It's like word for word or like, you know, this is how shit needs to be done. And um, I was getting so much messaging from just this concept that either you fucking do this or you're dead. Um, and that just didn't jive with me. And it was hard to uh, look at some parts of the big book that were just like, you're a piece of shit, pretty much, you know, like you have these problems. And the only way you can fix it is God. Um, and that was really hard for me to wrap around my or wrap my head around. And I think, um, I think that was like my big thing in the beginning of all of it, like within my first three years or my first year um, has been like, I just don't want to be fucking told what to do. And I don't want to be told that I'm this piece of shit and that I um, need a program to, to exist. Um, And at least I think right now, like that's not where I need to be. Like, I think I've always had that kind of like that idea Um, but when you're getting sober and you're making this decision to quit the shit that you've been doing, um, you know, 12 step programs are pretty, pretty much just anywhere and everywhere all the time. And it's easy to, to access. Um, and it's not something that I would say, like, if I was, if I was to know about all these other programs and all these other things that are out there that I would do it, um, I mean, maybe, but like, at least I would have been been given the chance to, to do other things and really not, um, I guess, be in the situation where I I feel like I'm like, you know, conflicted. And I I know like, like having conflict is going to be something that exists anywhere and everywhere, but it's one of those things that I just think that like, I didn't know what to do. Um, and so I just did what I, what I thought was best. And, um, you know, so I went to program. So bottom line, I haven't gone to program in quite a while. I started going to other recovery programs um, and I'm enjoying them. I think that it's been helpful. Last couple weeks I haven't gone um, because I've been sick. And so it's been really hard for me to get up and manage two kids and be a good husband and help out around the house and do all those things and go to meetings. Um, but I started going to other recovery programs and it's been really helpful. It's something that I need in life. I just like need a structure. And I think that's like the, the bottom line with all that is that like, I just need structure when it comes to my sobriety. And, um, I think I was starting to get unstructured and then I just stopped doing what I needed to be doing, um, in order to be sober. And that lands us to this next part of the show. I'm sick of fucking being sober. Like, I'm just over it. Like, I'm absolutely over being sober. I, it's not so much that I'm just like, you know, don't want to do it anymore because I love the fact that I don't have to deal with the shit that I was dealing with before and I'm not like driving myself crazy. Um, But I just, I feel like, and I was talking to my therapist about this, I feel like being sober and getting sober is not just, you know, sunflowers and sunsets. Like, it's a lot of fucking work all the fucking time. And it just can get to you, you know. And I think 
for a long time within my sobriety, I think especially within the past year going into my now going from my third into my fourth, um, is just realizing how much I have to do to be normal, um, or, you know, just be functional. Um, and I was talking to my therapist about it, how like, it just sucks. Cause like there are days that like, I just dread talking to her or dread doing this podcast or dread going to meetings. Cause I'm just like, fuck, I just like, don't want to have to do this extra work. Like I'm just over it. Um, I, 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 it's, it's like this episode is like super fucking dark. It's like not even when I was like, like trying to preface it and trying to like not make it, it's just hard. Like, I just think, I think it's important for people who, you know, like I'm no, by no means like a famous podcaster or an influencer or anything like that. But I just want to be honest about something. And I just think it's, I think it's important for, for people, especially like influencers and for podcasters who do talk about mental health and do recovery that like recovery fucking sucks. Like it is really hard on your body and your brain and just, it is time consuming and it is, um, incredibly monotonous. Like it getting sober is not just this thing where you stop drinking and everything is great. Like I said, it's just like, it's, it is, you stop drinking and you stop drugging, you stop spending, you stop doing whatever you were doing. And then you have to put all that energy. That was like a lot of energy put, put into that stuff and put it into something positive. And like, yeah, like it's easy to say that, like, it's super easy to say that you can turn it all around and you can take that energy and put it into something else, but it's not that easy. And I'm just sick of like seeing content that is just glamorizing, um, sobriety. And I, and maybe it's just like my Instagram feed is, that's the way it is. But like, I just feel like influencers and people who are out there podcasting and doing this work, um, they like, they, they, they show the, the, the hard parts of sobriety in a way that is not necessary, that is like jokey. Um, you know, I think fucking sober does a really good job with it. And I think, um, brutal recovery does a really good job with it. But I think the people who do like this kind of media, like podcasting and YouTube and TikTok and all that stuff, like they don't show, they, they like joke about how life was before, um, in a way that is just like not brutally honest. Like my life was fucking so terrible before I got sober. Like I, I can't count the ways. Um, there's just so many of them um, that I'm grateful to be sober. Like I'm, I'm happy where I am, but like, I can't count like the, the amount of times that I should have fucking died. Um, and I can't count the times that I just, my, my life with my wife and my kids um, or even like, this is before kids, but like my life with my wife wouldn't be, like shouldn't be in my opinion. Like there are just so many parts of our relationship that were just fucked up because of drinking. Um, you know, we went to, uh, we went on a date for the first time in a long time since the kids have been born. 
and it was a, a good chunk. It was like from five to ten. Like we, we saw John Mulaney, which was fucking amazing, and then we went to this really great sushi place. And um, there's this bridge in Phoenix. Like if you're in Phoenix, cool. You might you'll probably know what I'm, what I'm talking about. But there's a there's two bridges like over by the ballpark in downtown Phoenix. And um, long time ago, when I was drinking, I was riding my bike. I crashed my bike riding down Washington, um, talking to my friend on the phone. And I was super fucking drunk and had not given my wife a heads up where I was just drinking, but I was talking to my friend on my phone. I crashed my bike, um, on the, on the, um, on the train tracks and, um, then tried to figure out a way to get home. And I ended up going up and down these bridges, um, or like really just like overpasses, um, like three times trying to figure out where I was. I was just so drunk. I eventually had to call my wife to pick me up, but we were like, like to really backlight the story. Like we were close to divorce at this point. Um, and I called her when I was drunk to pick me up. Uh, because I just needed, I didn't know what else to do. Cause like, I didn't, I didn't know where I was. Like we were new, um, or I was new in Phoenix and, um, she knew Phoenix better than I did. And she had to come pick me up. And I, I just think like, like, wait, the reason why I'm telling you the story is because we went to this amazing date, but we drove over those bridges a couple times because it's just the way downtown works. Like you know, there's just the way the, the streets are, you have to go down certain ones. And, um, I, my memory got jogged by that. And I was just like, fuck it. I was like, I don't want to say anything. Cause like, it just is so bad. But like, that was a part of our lives. And, um, there was a part of my life where I was ready to give up on my marriage. Um, and I was ready to give up on life, really. Like, I wouldn't be in this amazing job that I have now if I would have kept drinking. Um, I, and I don't think that influencers and I don't think that um, YouTubers or whatever, like, need to always talk about this stuff. But it, I was realizing that a lot of my content was not about how really difficult sobriety is. Um, and how really difficult recovery is like it, like they showed it, but they, they talk about it, but they don't really actually like, you know, like they make these cutesy videos or these funny videos. Um, and I just, and, and I'm not, I'm just like not about it right now. Um, but really I just think that it's important to, to look at the real dark parts of our, of our lives um, and really open up the can of worms that is us, you know, like that's a big part of like, you know, like, uh, like backpedal on this entire fucking episode. Um, the big part of 12 step programs is to like really open up and get to the nitty gritty of your life. Um, and as hard as that is, like you still have to get to it. Um, and I think that's, I think that's where content needs to go. Um, I think it's enough to where we can talk about it, right? Like we can like, we can do these kinds of podcasts or YouTubes and we can like um, post things like inspirational things. Like, honestly, like I don't fucking read. I don't think most people do, but like 
I just think that like yes, we gotta we gotta celebrate the successes. Like we definitely do. Um but you have to talk about the nitty gritty. And like that's where I am right now. Like I'm I'm in the grit of being sober. Like I'm in this this place of sobriety where I just like am so over it. Like I just I like I don't wanna have to keep talking to somebody about my feelings because it's so painful to talk about it. It's painful to talk about all the times that like I almost got divorced or all the times that my brother used to beat me or all the different times that like, uh, you know, like, I, I mean, like I can, I can go down the, the line of just like the amount of times of X and, um, it's, 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 it's healing, right? Like it does heal, but there's this place where, it just feels like it's abuse. It feels like it's just so much and too much to bear. And I know that like in the grand scheme of things or the grand scheme of things and the grand grand scheme of things, it's not too much. Like we, there's never, there's never a place where we're just like, Oh, this is too much. Like we are always on the threshold of too much in my opinion, but like, we're never at this place that is just like, this is where it's going to break you. Um, and you can always handle it, but it is, it is, it is difficult. Um, and I think that people who are sober or in recovery have the fucking right to say that it sucks and demand that we just talk about that shit or that like we talk about how it's hard. Like I grew up in a, this, in a life where my mom, whenever I would deal with some re- really, um, traumatizing shit, you know, like she just generalized this phrase, which was tough, you know, just tough it out. And, um, that sucks because there were some places and times that like, yes, I should have just toughed it out. But then there was stuff that like, I couldn't tough out. It was not okay to tough it out. Like I needed some extra help. Um, and there were there was just too many of those too many of those times as a kid, and I think that's like that sobriety for me that brings back all those ghosts. It brings back all those times that I my mom used to say that to me, and this is one of them where I'm like, dude, this sucks. Like I am a father of two. I have a I am a husband. I have a full time job that I'm working my ass off for, and um, I'm sober, and. I'm trying to stay sober. I'm doing my best to stay sober and I'm doing my best to raise a two year old and a three month old and still be a husband. Like I'm doing all of that, but it's fucking hard. And I think that that is the the biggest thing that I just want people to know from this show. And just from what I, what, what I think that needs to be out there. Maybe this is just a straight up fucking rant episode, but like, we need to talk about the hard stuff and we need to just really work it into the way that we see sobriety because a big portion of people who are out there who are sober are dealing with this and like don't have the ability to have the jokes. Like I get the jokes, like the jokes and like the eat, like the fun, you know, lighthearted kinds of things. Like I, I get them. I think a lot of people who've been sober for a while get them. But I think it's a good reminder that like shit's tough and sobriety is tough and we got to talk about it um, because 
some person somewhere is in the thick of it and just needs to know that their feelings and emotions are validated and that like sobriety is not like a silly fucking game. And that's the show. No, I don't want to end on that note. I feel like this episode is pretty ragey. Um, and I don't want it to be that way. Like, I don't want it to be something like where we end in this, this episode, just like, don't fucking listen to influencers and don't fucking listen to YouTubers. Listen to me. No, I think, I think, I think it's important to have all that stuff. I really do. Um, but I think it's important to talk about just like sobriety, like real sobriety. Um, and that some people's sobriety, depending, no, or actually not depending, but like no matter where they are, like can feel like the first day. And sometimes it can feel like the first day for days and weeks. And it can be feel like days and weeks, even after you've been sober for days and weeks. Um, this show is called Sick of Being Sober for a reason, and it's called Sick of Being Sober because there are days you're just over it, and you're done with it. You're sick of doing the things you have to do to be sober. But what are you going to do? Are you going to not be sober? Are you not going to, like, you know, do the things that you're supposed to do? Like, you might slack on them. You might, you might like, loosen the reins a little bit. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to be sober or that you're going to fucking die. Um, it just means that you're, you're feeling what you're supposed to feel. You're feeling the weight of sobriety and the weight of recovery. And that's the beauty of recovery is that it has a substance. It has this weight that is felt when you have to go for it. It's not like anything else that I could ever imagine. Like there's absolutely no other feeling in this world that I can relate my recovery and my sobriety to. The feeling and the weight of being in recovery is is crazy to me. It it is it is it, it's it's the one of the only real things that I that the like that I know like when it comes to faith or it comes to this this question of faith or in anything is the fact that like I know that I can't see any of that. I can't see my sobriety and recovery, but I can fucking feel it. And I can feel when it's dwindling and I can feel when I'm just over it. Um, and I've never felt that before. And I think there's a lot of us who lived in this world where you didn't feel shit. And you didn't feel that weight until you got sober. Um, and if you have that, if you have that feeling, good for fucking you, man. Girl. Anyone. Good for you. Like, I like it. I applaud you for that because it is a place that gives you peace in the end. Even if you're, even if you're feeling crazy and you feel like you're losing it all and you feel like you're just sick of it and whatever you want to do, you want to go on a podcast and rant about it. Good for you <laughs> because that weight and feeling is never going to go away, but at least you can identify it and you can fix it. 
that's it. That's the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so, so, so grateful for you and thankful that you listened to the show and that you got through this episode that was just a TED talk about how I'm frustrated. Um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I will come out with another episode soon. And yeah, I hope you're doing well wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this. Hello, thank you so much for tuning in to Cerebral Might. My name is Bran, and I'm your host for this podcast. This podcast primarily revolves around straight edge, recovery, sobriety, PMA, and all of the above. Before we get started, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Hardcore Forever and United Kingdom Straight Edge. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show and doing what you do. Where do you go? Where do I go?